You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mike Lynch. What's going on? This is Rashad. This is the Sports Sunday Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. It is now brought to you on the fan by your local Les Schwab Tire Centers. Doing the right thing since 1952. Hour two of two here, or hour two of, two of one and one a half. half. We're, we're off at 9.30 today <laughs> for the NFL doubleheader that's coming up after us. Um, we have to continue our fantasy scramble. As we got a lot of questions at the end there that I did not get a chance to get to, so let's get to those right now. And coming up next, by the way, it is the West Coast bias slash hate it or love it combination that we do on our shorter shows uh, which Jesse will ask us questions based around West Coast teams. So that'll be coming up next segment. So uh, the next question that we got was, I need some wide receiver help. Choose three. Adam Thielen, Jordy Nelson, Sterling Shepard, Kelvin Benjamin. Uh, I'm going Adam Thielen for sure. He's a catch machine. He's a touchdown machine. It doesn't matter what quarterback is playing. He's been awesome for the Vikings. Um, I'm going Kelvin Benjamin because even though it's his first week with a new team, it's technically his second week because he didn't play last week. He kind of learned the playbook. They didn't trade for him for no reason. Uh, I think they're going to pass him the ball a lot, and I think Kelvin Benjamin's going to be a big play this week. And then it's between Jordy Nelson and Sterling Shepard. I got to go Jordy even though it's Brett Hundley throwing him the ball because at least he's still getting the ball thrown to him. Sterling Shepard, non-existent last week really for the Giants, and I, I didn't understand why. The Giants' offense is just a mess. So I'm going Thielen, Nelson, Benjamin. Um. Going Thielen, I think he's the one home run on here that you actually have. Um, Jordy Nelson, it's just so hard to say what what what's going to look like though. Really, without Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball, um, Sterling Shepard is. I think we can all agree he's probably the the fourth best receiver on this list. So he's out instant instantly. Um, Kelvin Benjamin. So Thielen, Nelson, Benjamin, go. Ditto. Wow, little little triple. Agreement there. This one's really hard for me. Pick two, Lamar Miller, DeMarco Murray, Aaron Jones, Deion Lewis, or do I play three of them and bench Juju Smith-Schuster or Schuster-Smith or whatever it is? Uh, you definitely are playing Lamar Miller. I know it's a little bit scarier with uh, without Deshaun Watson in there, but he's been really consistent this year. And then out of the rest of them, you got to pick DeMarco Murray, I think. I, what happened to Aaron Jones last week? He lost his... He lost it. He lost the job by missing blocks. I never trust a, a Patriots running back. And I do kind of like Juju Smith-Schuster this week. Or, again, Schuster, I can't remember the last name. Uh, Schuster-Smith. So I'm going to pick Lamar Miller and DeMarco Murray. I, that's what I would do. Um, Jeez. Um, yeah, Lamar Miller, DeMarco Murray. With Deion Lewis, you have no idea if he's going to play today. He, he, he may play. He may get four carries and then be on the side sideline for the rest of the game. You never know with New England. So uh, I'd go ahead and go with, um, yeah, Murray and Miller. All right, Miller, uh, like you said, he's been extremely consistent. Not a super high ceiling now that Deshaun Watson's there, but I think his floor is pretty steady, pretty consistent. They involve him in the passing game. So if you're PPR, you got some uh, some good – um, things going on there. Um, and then it was Aaron Jones. Who who else? 
It was Miller, Murray, Jones, or Lewis. Deion Lewis. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you guys and go Deion Lewis. I uh, if you, I mean, it, it's easy to forget about him because they just came off of a, or, are they on a buy? Did they just come? Yeah, they just came yeah, off a buy. Yeah, so so they just came off a buy. Um, it's been a couple weeks, but uh, I think the four weeks coming up to that buy, his usage was consistently increased in the running game, and they basically made made it to feature. Um, position going into the bye with like I, I believe it was 15 or 16 carries i'm gonna go with lewis uh hunter henry or charles clay this one's easy for me it's clay H henry's a touchdown dependent player uh, antonio gates is out snapping him which is weird still but he is and uh i think clay's gonna be he's has been big and he's healthy so i'm gonna go with clay um hunter's been good clay has been better um Again, I, I just like what they're able to do out there in Buffalo, especially uh, when you add a uh, is it Kelvin Benjamin now to this yep. team. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with uh, Clay. I'm just involved around a bunch of these players. Like Kelvin Benjamin's on my team. Charles Clay is on my team. Hunter Henry's on my team. Um, I had Hunter Henry in my roster. He still technically is in the tight end spot. Um, I was waiting to see what happened with Clay because we weren't sure if he was activated. I agree with the fact that Hunter Henry has just such a high ceiling, and he's just got – uh, such great potential, and one of the reasons why he's still on my team is because we're in a keeper league. So, um, with that said, I'm going to go Charles Clay over Hunter Henry. I did drop Hunter Henry for Charles Clay in our league earlier this week. Uh, I need to play three of four. Michael Thomas, Muhammad Sanu, Kelvin Benjamin, Alfred Morris. Some um, definitely play Michael Thomas. And I'm just going to pick your three receivers. Thomas, Sanu, Benjamin. I don't know what Dallas's backfield is going to do. I don't. So I'm not picking Alfred Morris today. Um, yeah, Alfred Morris again. Of the, of all the guys up there, he's just the, he's the, the the worst one. So Thomas the new Benjamin. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Full point PPR flex position: Jarvis Landry, Devin Funchess, Kelvin Benjamin. This is super easy. Jarvis Landry. He's a catch machine. Even if he only gets like 40 yards, he's getting it on like seven catches. So that's a that's a he's a point machine in full point PPR. You got to start Jarvis Landry. You have to. Yeah, Funches, you're not sure what you're going to get from Funches because you're not sure what you're going to get from Cam. Uh, Kelvin's, you know, first few weeks here in Buffalo, I think Jarvis Landry is the, the play. Yeah, I mean, you, you could see a guy like Funches getting 8, 9, 10, even 11 targets this week, but basically every week Landry's getting 11 targets. He's got a really nice safe full, uh, floor and full point PPR, uh, and, and so I'm going to go Landry there. I, I do think your touchdown upside with Funches is a little bit better. Uh, of the three, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, or Corey Davis, this one is go with who the best quarterback is, and that's right now Jared Goff, which is weird to say, and that's Cooper Cup for me. I hate Brett Hundley running that offense in Green Bay, and Corey Davis hasn't done much yet this season due to injuries, so I'm not sure how much of a connection he's going to have with Mariota, who uh, seems to love uh, Richard Matthews throwing the ball to him mm -hmm. as well as Delaney Walker. So I'm going to say Cooper Cup out of the three. Uh I mean, ah, oh, jeez. Cooper Cup. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to come up with a good argument for Adams, and for for Corey Davis, but I honestly can't do it. Cooper Cup. Um, so uh, I mean, Corey Davis has had a really rough start. Like obviously he missed a bunch of time. Uh, it was um, he missed five weeks plus the bye with the hamstring injury and most of week two. 
And I mean, he came back and played in that game, but only one reception for four yards against Jacksonville. He had Jacksonville, Baltimore, and Oakland um, on, on his schedule um, as far as games he's played. Now we get Cincinnati, Pittsburgh the next two weeks. I think Corey Davis is wait until week 12. Wait until week 12, and I think he's deployable against Indy, that defense. I think he'll have a rapport going with, with Mariota by then. So I'm going to I'm gonna hold off on him, and I'm going to stick Cup in. I don't know how on earth this person got this situation, but bravo, sir. You can only have two. Todd Gurley, Shady McCoy, Leonard Fournette. Please start all three if you can, but I'm going to go with Todd Gurley and Leonard Fournette. Gurley's the number one running back uh, right now in fantasy football, right, points-wise. Um, he's getting, isn't he? He's getting touchdowns like crazy. Todd Gurley, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm going Todd Gurley for sure. And I'm picking Fournette. I know he got benched last week, but he was a monster. And Shady McCoy has been really, really good, but has had a couple of bad weeks where Fournette has not. So I'm going to go with Gurley and Fournette. Um, I don't know how you have all three of them. Yeah, I, do. I hate you, you. Bravo to you and your 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 drafting. But, I know uh, how he has them. I'm going to go ahead and go with. Uh, I guess Gurley was underrated this year. Uh, yeah, uh, he, yeah, I don't think many, many people saw. It, it was. You know, it him was. A, I mean, Gurley was going around the turn of the second. He was. He was going around pick twenty. Um, you just go one, two, three on running back, and then pick four is your your wide receiver. But you can't start all three running backs. Yeah, you can. <laughs> well, he said he can't. You oh. only can start two. Oh, I don't know how. Oh, I, don't I mean, know how he's possible. got a flex apparently that's better than one of those guys. Maybe. I mean, or he doesn't have a flex. Crazy. Or he yeah. only has one running back. Anyway, sorry. He's got Julio um, in the flex. So one of the three. Or, wait, wait. Two, two of the three. Two of the three. Uh, Gurley, um, Fournette, and, and Shady McCoy. Shady McCoy. Um, you can't really go wrong. I, I'm gonna go, actually. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say uh, Gurley and Fournette. Okay. Uh, the last two quickly. We got a break. Um, oh, it's daily fantasy. He can't afford all three. Oh, that's the difference. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Ooh, gotcha. Gotcha. That's a new one. Yeah, we haven't had daily fantasy. Yeah. Gotcha. Before. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Ty Montgomery, Dion Lewis, non PPR league. Ooh. Wait. It, it, can I can I take that back then? Sure. Daily. I would do shady then um, catches passes more than Fournette does. That's that's kind of the the thing there, um, and Gurley catches a lot of passes, so that that does change the situation there as far as it being daily, not yearly, and it being a full point PPR setup. So so non PPR, Deion Lewis, Ty Montgomery. I'll go Deion Lewis on this one. I think Jesse's right. He's getting a lot of carries right now, so non PPR that's helpful. I'll go Deion Lewis. Yeah, I, th- I like Deion Lewis in that one too. I'll make it a sweep. And then Cooper Cup or Will Fuller, do not trust Tom Savage, Cooper Cup. Oh, which sucks because Will Fuller has been awesome this year. But Tom Savage He was awesome not, with Deshaun Watson. Yes, but Tom Savage is not awesome, so you kind of have to go Cooper Cup. I mean, this Lots is Cooper Cup today. Th- to be honest, I kind of saw, like, at some point you knew there was going to be a week where he wasn't going to be good. Like, I thought with the, if he would have had Deshaun Watson last week, he would have been good, and then you would have seen the fall off this week. Because um, I think he does. I mean, he doesn't have a good matchup at all. He's he's playing the Rams. Um, the one thing that the Rams do is I I think they give up the most big yard receptions. Although that secondary has played well, they give up the the big the big plays. The problem is is he has Tom Savage throwing him the ball. Only was able to catch two of those eight targets last week. Um, I'm gonna go once again. Cup over Fuller. All right, that's it. We gotta we gotta roll to the last segment of the show. We do this every single week, though. So if you have fantasy questions, uh, we do it uh, 8:45 in the early show and 9:45 or 9:30 in the late show. Um, so 
keep keep an eye on that, and we will uh, accept all your questions on the Bridgeport Beer Section at five five three five. Thanks so much for all the questions today. We don't get a lot in our earlier shows, so we appreciate it. Coming up next, the final segment is a combo: West Coast bias and hated or love it. This is Football Sunday on the Fan. It's time for some West Coast flavor. Yes, this is the center of the football universe. Don't oversell it. I'm not selling anything. Come on, stop milking it. I had an ear in my lungs. I'd scream at you. This is West Coast Bias, an in-depth look at the NFL's Western teams on Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. It is 9... 3, 2, 1... It is 9.20. There we go. On 1080 The Fan, Football Sunday here with you until 9.30 as we were leading you into an NFL doubleheader today. And uh, we are doing a combination West Coast bias, hated to love it. This will not be a competition today. We'll just be answering the questions in a kind of relaxed format. We don't need to go up against each other every single week. Jesse will pose us a question based around West Coast teams, and we get to declare whether or not we hate or love it based on this music bed. So, Jesse, go ahead and get us started. All right. By the way, they gave up 21 points last week. Who was they? The New England uh, Patriots. They had a bye last week. Well, I mean, okay, sorry. Week week ago. eight to the Chargers. 19 carries, 143 yards. Although one of them was that huge carry by by Melvin Gordon. That is true. 18 for 88 to Atlanta. You know, they did play pretty well against this the This is Jets, our fantasy conversation but, from off the air, by the way. I mean, yeah, I know. I, I, they've given up 21, 10 and a half, 16 and a half, 20 and a half, 20 and a half, 15, 17 and a half, and 50 points. So it's not like they've been great, even though the defense has been improved. I think it's been more of the secondary that's been improved more than anything, which with the added addition of Stefan Gilmore, it should be better. Right, it should be much better. All right. Sorry. Sorry for the distraction, everyone. <laughs> Fantasy is very important in our lives. <laughs> yes, it is. Especially on Sundays. <laughs> yes. Um, let's talk some CLC Hawks. All right. Let's do it. I mean, you guys lost... I mean, you got yeah, as in you Seattle Seahawks fans Same, lost lost Richard Sherman. Yeah, none of us are Seahawks fans in here. We're we're uh, Patriots and Broncos fans. That's right. We we, we back the run. winners. Go winners. <laughs> <laughs> it's why we're Championship Sunday, guys. Exactly. Um, so with that being said, uh, Seahawks lost a big piece of their defense. The Legion of Boom, probably the heart and soul of that defense. Um, possibly of the team, especially with uh, Marshawn Lynch down in Oakland now. Uh, love or hate, the Seahawks' Super Bowl hopes were dashed with the loss of Richard Sherman. Dashed? Mm, no, I don't think they were dashed. I, I I didn't have a very high Super Bowl hope for them anyway. Uh, the Rams are outplaying them right now in the division, although it is very close. And the Eagles are way outplaying them in the, in the NFC right now. Uh, also, better records, the Saints and the Vikings. So there are better teams right now than in the NFC. I did like the, the way they were trending the last few weeks as the offense had kind of picked up. But the last two weeks, the offense has sputtered a little bit again. It's very inconsistent. So dashed, not necessarily. They're about the same as they were beforehand. Uh, the Seahawks do have good corners that are backups, although they were discussing maybe bringing Byron Maxwell back, which I feel like would be a disaster uh, for them because he just hasn't been good for a long time. Um Earl Thomas's injury hopefully won't keep him out for more than this past Thursday, so hopefully he'll be back. I think the the defense will be about the same, uh, and it shouldn't be too much of a difference. But I'll say hate just because I didn't have that high of 
hopes for them for the Super Bowl anyway at this point. So I wouldn't say dashed, but it is a big hit to lose Richard Sherman for sure, even though he's a little bit crazy most of the time. Yeah, I'll say I'll say love. Um, Seattle has always really been um, reliant on their defense. Um, Richard Sherman, uh, make no mistake about it, is the leader of that Legion of Boom. I know we want to say that it's a Cam Chancellor or it's Earl Thomas or even Martellus Bennett, but I think or Michael Bennett, excuse me. But I think we all know who the leader of that team is, who the emotional leader of that team is, who the talker and the mouthpiece for that team is, and it's Richard Sherman. He, he is one of the few receivers in the league that shuts off a whole side of the field. I mean, mind you, they throw over there sometimes, but not all of the time. And when you have a guy that can completely shut off a right or left side of the field, that's going to bode well for your defense. And now, I don't know, if people already were kind of looking at the Seattle Seahawks defense as mortal, now all of a sudden you take out their, what's probably their second best defensive player on that team. And what do they have now? Like we saw a Texans team put up 40, 39, 38 points on them. So what does this happen? What does this do to them now as they move forward in the playoff race? Just bizarre. Like it, you were expecting, like after they added uh, what was it, Sheldon Richardson at the beginning of of the season, you're just like, oh, this defense is going to be filthy, and it just hasn't lived up. And now with with Sherman out, I don't, man, I don't, I don't know how. Like it's all on Russell Wilson, right? He could do it, fam. I, I. I, I I texted you on that play. Like that was the That was the worst best throw of all time. That that throw to Doug Baldwin was was the It was one craziest. of those like, oh my god, no, 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 no. Yes. Okay. Right? Like it just was a mistimed jump by the defender. Otherwise, that's an interception. It's just like like the, he has this magic. And so yes, Russell Wilson can do it, but it literally is all on Russell Wilson. Let's move on. We'll uh, we'll go down south uh, to uh, was it um, Levi Stadium now? It's not yep. Candlestick Park. It's Levi Stadium, where the 49ers play, and they have officially said we anticipate rolling Jimmy Garoppolo out at home against the Seattle Seahawks in Week 12. So that's following their bye. That gives them about roughly about what three weeks to four weeks to get into that system. What is it? Week 10 now? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's week 10 this week. Uh, they're by, and then they'll, they'll roll them out in week 12. Okay. So I think that's about a four-week. Yep. Like, get them in there and get – like, that's about a, a, a preseason. So, yeah, enough time to get that playbook rolling. Um, love or hate? With uh, the addition of Jimmy Garoppolo after the bye, the 49ers will win more games down the stretch than our Denver Broncos. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm going to say love. You know why? Because I don't know if the Denver Broncos win more than like one more game. The <laughs> offense is that bad. I agree. And the defense has completely fallen apart as it's just been on the field constantly. And it's really hard to play hard when your team sucks. Um, and I mean, the Niners are not very good. However, the Niners have played a large amount of very close games. So they sh- they realistically should probably be like three and six, not oh and nine. Um and I, I say with Garoppolo there, they could win a game or two. And that's more than I could say about any of the Broncos quarterbacks right now. So, love, why not? I'll take a dump of my own team. <laughs> Poor Broncos. Jeez, uh, Louise. Um, tank, Broncos, tank. Get a high pick. It's season doesn't matter anyway. Hey, man, Sam Darnold, it, all, I can I can see him doing that that Eli Manning, man, John Elway power I play. I can see John Elway drafting Braxton Burmeister. Uh, <laughs> as a project something we're gonna we're gonna okay. get it right this time guys okay i i mean i i'm gonna 
I'm going to go ahead and and hate it uh, respectfully just because um, I, I say respectfully because I do like Jimmy Garoppolo. I know what he's able to do. Um, unfortunately, he's playing in an NFC West that has some of the best defensive teams in all of football. Uh, you talk about the Cardinals, who are, still, who are still pretty okay defensively. Obviously, the Seahawks and Rams are at the top of that division as, as it pertains to defense. And there's still not a lot of weapons on uh, the C- on excuse me on San Francisco. So you have uh, Pierre Garcon, um, and you have an aging. Um, What's the running running back's name? Um, not Gore. Carlos Hyde. Thank you, Carlos. He's Hyde. not aging, but he's. I mean, he's he's he's, he's only in his like fourth year. Man, uh, it looks like he's aging. Man, it looks. I mean, I'm just saying, like whenever you getting whenever you getting that much attention on that 49ers team, then your your team's taking a lot of additional hits that he probably shouldn't because they can't do anything. They can't throw the ball, and so he's been getting pounded for the last little bit. And they still don't have an offensive line which could be a little bit of an issue in San Francisco, at least especially for a new quarterback like Garoppolo. So I don't think they'll win um, more than the Broncos. The Broncos already have three games ahead of them. That would mean they would have to win. No, 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 from this point on. The rest of the way. Oh, excuse me. So, yeah, the Broncos are already – they have three wins. I don't know if they're going to win – more than that's what we said like more than one game the rest of the year i don't know God, they I, suck. I think they i think they get two games that possibly for the I, rest of the year i just look at it as like i mean they have chicago houston tennessee in a three-game stretch uh 49ers do like those aren't great defenses like as as much as respect as we've given houston defense in the past like it's it's been a sieve at least through the air um and cj bethard cj bethard has been moving this offense a little bit so mm. i Let's not give him too much credit. He had 294 yards and only one uh, interception last he week. Looks, he just looks clunky and bad. He, he does, but it's C.J. Beathard. They, he looks, are you telling me he, he doesn't look better than... Uh, than um, Ryan Hoyer? Bra- uh, no, no. Uh, Brock oh. Osweiler. Well, I'm sure, yeah. Because well, everybody looks better Everyone than Everyone looks better that's, than Brock Osweiler. That's the point. That's the point. All right, we got to get going. Uh, next week, we will once again be back 8 until 9.30 as the Seahawks have a Monday night football game. The week after, we'll be back to the normal 9 to 11 schedule. However, I will be out that week. I'll be back at the East Coast for Thanksgiving. Um, So 8 to 9.30 next week, 9 to 11 the week after. Those are the next two weeks of schedules, and then we'll keep updating you as we keep going. There's a couple. There's one more early show the rest of the year, unless there's flex games that happen, as well as one week that we'll have off. So that's going to do it for us. Doubleheader of NFL next. This is Football Sunday on the Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.